Blog Talk Radio. What up, everybody? First, let me apologize. Had some slight technical difficulties starting the show, but welcome to a special edition of TSOTS Presents. It's a joint venture with our brother station. And since I'm talking about our brother station, why not get right into it? Black GOP, are you with us? Man, Poetry, how are you doing this evening, sir? How are you doing this evening? I don't think I've ever been more ready for a show than tonight's show. <laughs> um, on my side of the track, um, I have been, you see, you see my page, you see my wall, you see me on social media. I have been very, very semi-neutral, trying to not stir the pot in these social media arguments, but I feel like it's time to explode in this two-part series. Um, there are going to be some feelings hurt. You know, and there are going to be some things that people out there will hopefully realize about themselves and about who they are. Uh, Walking into this uh, conversation and this show, I know that I am totally ready to put my opinion out there. So I'm happy to be here. I'm definitely ready myself. Um, I did something that I'm very that's very unlike me when all of that happened last week, and we're going to get into specifics, but. I just stayed radio silent. One, because I was mentally drained from the whole week. And two, I knew I was going to do this show. And then when you told me you were going to do a show, I'm like, what better way to do it? Because we both are going to be touching on it, do it all together. Yes. No, 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 exactly. And it makes perfect sense because um, combined, both teams, uh, two sides of the story, and Shuraya Network. Um, we have what I would say are the most powerful voices and the most factual voices and the most valued resources on um, Internet radio and, so, and, and, and the best platforms also. So like it, it, let's say there is somebody out there that disagrees with us. Like you don't want to come at us when we form Voltron. You can't come at us separately. But you don't want to come at us when we form Voltron. It's it's very dangerous out here in the internet radio streets. You know, it, it, I don't it, think it people realize it. that. It, 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 you know, separately, we're still pretty formidable, formidable to go at when it comes to the type of discussions that we usually have when it comes to these. But together, yeah, that's a completely, completely different thing. It's a completely different monster, monster all of its own. Dude, it's been a long week, Foster. It's been a long week. I talk, I've, been, I've talked to my wife about this. As a matter of fact, I want to bring her in. She just got on the phone. Um, do say you're on the line. Welcome. Good evening, everyone. Everyone, excuse me. Thank you. How are we tonight? Doing great and ready to explode. Yeah, um, but. I was talking to my wife about it, and anybody that's not familiar, Dulce Diva is my wife, um, and I told her last week easily was one of the most mentally draining weeks when it comes to political news, just anything. It just felt like you woke up and there was just it just was more piling on and more piling on. Yeah. It was so bad, like yesterday there was another that was just added on, and I was like, you know what, I might need a social media break. I, I, I really com- contemplated a social media break. Well, you know, l- l- luckily for me, 
I've been working a lot um, in the last uh, nine days, and so I got I, I got my free social media break, but I still watched and read everything that was going on. And what was happening was um, the, in a sense, the race war and the police war um, had spilled over. Can you guys hear me? Into social media. Yeah, we can hear you. You know what okay, I mean? Sure so, so, so these yeah. conflicts have spilled over into social media. And unfortunately, one of the greatest things about America is the right to freedom of speech. So people have been exercising that, but in the worst way. It's, it, and, it, and it's just bad from, you know, the All Lives or Blue Lives Matter crew who, who says, you know, well, if you, just, if you just listen to the officer, if you just did this, if you just did that, if you, if you wasn't wearing a hoodie at night, if you did whatever, if you wasn't selling Lucy's in front of a store, if he was just X, Y, and Z, if he didn't break his own back in the back of a police van, you know, then everything would be fine. You know, and then there's the Black Lives Matter crowd that I am sitting here watching America, and I love this country. I love it for its good, but I love it more for its evil. As I'm sitting here watching them try to paint Black Lives Matter as the new Black Panthers, as the new MOVE organization, as the new Nation of Islam, as the new, you know, all these other, uh, all these other groups that were, quote, unquote, threatening American culture, and they're trying to place Black Lives Matter in that bucket. I am watching a, a for me, I am watching a meltdown of society. That's my opening statement. Yeah, um, for, I'm going to piggyback off and just go on my open opening st- statement. I don't, well, I don't even. I have had a problem on both sides when it comes to what's gone taking place over the past couple couple of days, the week. It's they're both annoying me for different reasons. Um, one, the Blue Lives Matter slash All Lives Matter movement. If I have to get in one more debate and explain to people that the black that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean exclusively we're just saying Black Lives Matter and fuck every other race, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying that historically and even presently, Black lives have not, will not, and never have mattered in the United States. Period. People can try to argue it all they want. It's in the history books. No matter how you try to repaint it, it's there. And then on the flip side, the Black Lives Matter people, and I use that loosely because some of them claim to be Black Lives Matter, but they might not necessarily be. When the Dallas cops got shot, everybody was like, yeah, kill those pigs, kill those pigs. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one should be celebrating when someone passes away, period. If someone loses their life, no one should be celebrating. I don't care if that person is the most evil person in the world. You know how horrible of a human being you have to be to celebrate someone dying? At that point, you become just what you hate, and it's just going on both sides. If you're not, and then some people are like, well, People are talking about Pokemon Go and so much other stuff. So if you're talking about this, you don't care about your people. Look, 
I'm sorry that I don't want to sit here for 24 hours and cry and have a headache and be annoyed about about stuff, and I want to take something that I've been doing that eases my mind and gets me through the day without having to be worried about stuff like that. Just because I'm playing Pokemon Go doesn't mean I don't care about black lives. Okay. I can do both. Do, do, you mind, do, do, do you mind if I touch on Pokemon Go for a minute real quick? Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I woke up the day that Pokemon Go was released, and, I, you know, I thought we were all, all of us, we were all putting up, you know, our pictures and our characters and all this other stuff. And my my American side of my Facebook page, because my Facebook group is, it, it, it's everything, black militants, white militants, Tea Party members, Republicans, Democrats, super liberals, transgender people. It's every, everyone you can think of is in, my, in my, my social circle. I love every opinion. I love all these opinions. Whether I think they're right or wrong, I love hearing them. You know what I mean? So I saw, like, from my militant side, my black militant friends post that, oh, y'all on Pokemon Go, y'all ain't even going to post about, uh, you know, what's going on with your brothers and sisters and the murder and the police. I'm like, oh. and so I came out and I said, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen, first off, we've been waiting for this game for about a year and a half, okay? Okay, but also you can play a video game and still fight the race fight. You can still care about what's happening with your culture and racism and police brutality and institutionalized racism and the prison, the pipeline. You, 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 you can still, you, you, can, you can care about all of that and still play a video game. So please, you know, to these six or seven people that I love, I, they're, they're friends of mine, but don't, don't tell me because I'm playing a video game that all of a sudden I don't know what's going on. I'm asleep, I'm the sheep. Um, this, um, that. But pick your knowledge accordingly. Teach those who need to be taught. That's your role in this in this fight. That's your role. You know I mean, if you're so smart and you know that you know my plate was actually originated was created by a black man in Egypt. You know, hypothetically speaking, then then teach that. Don't don't use your knowledge as a weapon and say, hey, I know more than you. You're a sheep. You're asleep. You haven't woke up yet. You know, like, 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 let, 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 let's, let's tone it down for a second when we're, when we're, um, when we're gathering the masses to, to fight where we need to fight. You know what I mean? Like, you're, I, I'm not better than you, and you're not better than me. Let, let's just spread. Let's, let's put all this knowledge on the table and spread it around so everyone can see it without having to say, hey, you're playing a video game, you're a sheep. That, 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 that's crazy to me. Right. I, I don't like that no matter what we're doing, you, you're un, people find it hard for you to be able to multitask. I mean, that's what most of us have to do in life. You have to be able to multitask. So is it really impossible for me to be playing Pokemon Go looking for this Eevee and also be worried about if I'm, what's going to happen with my, me, myself, my son, my friends, my family, if they're stopped by a cop, even though they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing, and they run a chance of still getting killed? I, I didn't know I couldn't do both. Yeah, so, 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 so I had to put that out there. Um, poetry, I don't know where this thing starts. I don't know where it ends, but, I mean... Where do we go? Where, where do we go first? Do we go the Dallas cop shooting? Do we go 
you know, the Baton Rouge shooting? Do we go? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are just so many places, including including today, where there was a shooting in the courthouse, and and I, I'm sitting here like, please don't that, that please don't let that be a black thing, please come on. Like, I I just need some rest, you know, but um, hasn't been released yet. But there was a shooting in the courthouse today. Just today. Yeah, I saw that. Two officers. Uh, they haven't released. Have they released any more info? Because I haven't seen any more info. Yeah, I, I, I've been looking definitely. So, so, so where do we go from here? All right, for the show. I mean, there's so much to say. Like, I feel like I don't know where to start. <laughs> I think guess we can. Should we should start at ground zero? I mean, it all started with the Baton Rouge shooting. So I guess let's start there. Um, so if, you know, you, if you're unfamiliar with what happened, and I, I, I don't know what rock or cave you're living in if you are unfamiliar, but I want to say it was Wednesday of last week, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. It was Tuesday. There, all right, so Tuesday of last week in Baton Rouge, a guy was outside of a convenience store selling CDs, and there was a call made. To nine one one, saying that someone was threatening passerbys with a gun, and two police officers came out, and they came. As soon as they saw the man, they tackled him, and they got him to the ground. And one of the cops said, "Gun, gun, gun!" The other guy pulled out his gun, shot him like once or twice in the face, and then shot him two more times. And if you look at the video, there's two angles. There's no gun in his hand, none. He had a gun in his pocket that they pulled out, but in his hand, no. So that started a lot of outrage. That started that pretty much started Klein of the week for me because it just was more and more on top of that. But I want to get one. Let me get one person that is has their hand up, and I'm pretty sure I know what this is. Who this is? <laughs> Hello, you're on air. Hey, how's everybody? Hey. Doing okay? Doing pretty good. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. Go on. You you were talking about. So I'm, uh, I'm the Baton Rouge shooting, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just want to go around the room. What was your thoughts as soon as you found out about it? And if, if you've seen the video, what was your thoughts on the video? Let's start with Katara. <laughs> it what it, I couldn't and I still can't watch all of it because it just you know too emotional. But I, I one it's just again two that's my first again really two. Uh, I knew everything that was coming. I knew they were going to do criminal history. I knew this and that. I don't see a gun. I you know I didn't see a gun. And, you know, everybody knew him, you know, so it was, again, it's just more deep, more frustration, in my opinion, it's just more adding more and more to the frustration of, of a lot of people who are just upset that nothing's getting done. And there's a pattern. There's okay. Okay. He's, uh, it's got, it was taped, but let's bring up his criminal record. You know, let's say, oh, this, this, and that, and then nothing's going to happen to the police, and then it's going to go away, and it's just going to be a hashtag, and then everyone's going to forget about it. And it, it it just got annoying. It got really annoying. That was my first take of it, and I guess a lot of people are just sick of uh, just the same thing happening over and over again with these shootings. 
Yeah, I think everybody has reached their boiling point when it comes to, to shootings, police shootings in the United States. It's out of control, completely out of control. Um, GOP, what was your first thoughts when you heard about the shooting? Um, my, my, my first thought, my first thought um, when I saw the video of that shooting, or the first thoughts I wake up with every single day in the morning, hey, hey everyone, hey, America, I'm Qatar, thank you for joining us. Um, my, my, my thoughts are always, hey, America, it, these things have to happen. These things are going to happen. These things are not new. These things are the police brutality. I reference Rodney King. Let's, let's take it back. Let's take it all the way back. I reference other, other situations. Um, these police meetings, the police brutality situation is nothing new. That is what they do. I'm glad that there's a lot more cell phones around so the newer generation can understand it and, and see it. But this is what we've all lived with. Um, the NWA song, Fuck the Police, didn't come out of thin air. It wasn't just like, hey, guys, let's make a song called Fuck the Police. There, there is a reason for it. There is a complete I, – I, I, I will put everybody on the spot, everybody on this call, everybody on this show, everybody listening right now, I'll put everybody on the spot. There is a small amount of disdain <laughs> – for law enforcement, especially corrupt law enforcement, within every single person on here and every single person listening, no matter what color you are. There just is. And then I'll do it again. Another small part, and, 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 th- and, th- and this is a brutal fact, and, and if I'm wrong, please, anyone on this or whoever's on hold or calling in, tell me I'm wrong. There is a small part of every single minority. Uh, it could be a big part a gigantic part, or a little small part hidden somewhere in the medulla, back in the brain. There was a small part that said, well, you know, we don't like the fact that these cops were were, were ambushed, you know, but it had to happen. And that's that's where we're at. So, you know, the, the shooting, we saw the guy. He was taken down. The guy said he had a gun. Boom. Um, they had him restrained, and, you know, so close. When you have both of his arms pinned down, you still pull your gun out and put it to the man's face and, then, and, 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 and still shoot him in the chest just to make sure, you're, you know, the headshot didn't survive the headshot. So you got to shoot him in the chest a couple of times. Um, people are pissed off. People are tired of it. But I want to tell you, the, the, the police brutality will continue. You know what I mean? And and that's that and that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, I have to agree with that, it, it, especially because if we're being completely honest, the cycle that we're currently in is not a cycle of change. I mean, think about it. Stuff like this happens. People protest. People get angry. Some people riot. We get go through the legal system. The legal system is guaranteed to fail us. It does exactly that and fail us, and we're right back to square one. And, no, and, and, and to be honest with you, after that, no one, there's some sudden outrage for the most part, but then people go, go on about their lives because it's par for the course, sadly. It, it, there's nothing that's changing that. It's just a vicious cycle that continuously goes and goes and goes. 
it's a, it's a very vicious cycle. And I have refused. I haven't watched those videos. I have refused to watch them because I feel like the more you watch them, the more, um, I don't know, like it gets, the more the fire gets fueled and I feel like out of respect uh, to a degree to to these people's families, it's, this situation is crazy to me. Um, It's just so infuriating, infuriating. Um, It's painful. And like I told my husband, I was like, I refuse to watch it because one, not only is it infuriating and and it's painful, but it is just such a, it it makes me feel powerless because there is nothing uh, that I could have done or said or an action um, besides, you know, maybe voting um, that I could have taken to try to prevent these things, these, these hateful crimes by police. And the first thing that I think of is I'm, my son is half black. This is a, this is a, a child that I'm raising in, in this day and age and somebody who thinks and believes that um, everyone has a good heart because he is young and and he expects um, that all police officers are going to be helpful and they're going to be kind and they're going to be nice. And I'm not saying that there aren't any out there, but it's completely evident that there are some people, um, some people that in blue that are obviously not. And, and it is, it's so frustrating to try to explain the situation to him because he is so young. I mean, it's a weird conversation now. I mean, let's just run down the stuff that we have to worry about with our kids. We have to worry about our kids being stopped and being un. un rightfully profiled. Now, if they're also stopped, they can be doing everything. You know, there was a debate in Jason's group, political group, where someone put like a 10 or 15 rules, maybe not rules, but just suggestions on how not to let something escalate. And it leads us to the next day. This happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, with Filton, he was he was stopped. He did everything he was supposed to do. He still got shot. So where's those respectability politics now about oh if you just do what you're supposed to do you're you know you you don't escalate the situation you just listen to the police officer you're you're, you're bound to go home. That the harsh reality is we're not. We're not guaranteed to make it home. We can do everything that officer wants, but because society, and I can't even say officer society, and this goes not only for white people, but black people, Asian people, or whatever, we see in society, black people are seen as aggressive. Um, Automatically aggressive. Um, Poetry, 
do you mind if I explode for a little bit? Do it. Um, you know, I'm in a position where I'm not really uh, under a corporate umbrella in my real life, and I can actually be more me internally and, and say what I internally think. Um, to the All Lives and Blue Lives Matter crowd, I'll, I'll never know what it's like to be a white person or a cop. I'm, I'm neither one. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just saying. Right. But, but I would also use that same logic to tell you people that you will never know what it's like to be a minority and especially a black man in this society. You will never know. You will never know what it's like to live outside of your, the umbrella of white privilege. You will never know what it's like to sit there and have to worry about where you stand, how you talk, how you walk, whether or not your hands should be in your pocket, how to, how to, how to, how to approach as a black man you're walking down the sidewalk and you see a, a, a white woman coming at you or an Asian woman coming at you and she has a purse and she guards that purse and looks away from you. And you have to you have to do your best to walk all outside on the grass to make sure she's not threatened. You don't understand what it's like to be a black girl. You don't know what it means <laughs> to be a teenager who said it's raining outside, I'm gonna put a hoodie on. I'm going to go get this Skittles and this iced tea because I'm going to move with Skittles and iced tea, right? It's whatever night. You know, life is great. I'm down here in Florida. And you go get the Skittles and iced tea. And a, and, a, and a goddamn security guard who's carrying a gun follows you into the darkness, sets off a confrontation with you. The story is you beat his ass, but you end up dead. People out there will not know what that, will never know what this life is like. I tell you, I can pop champagne. I can do whatever I want with, 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 with like, elite, like, you know, off, you know, not non-black people. And that's cool. But I know at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when I go to the bathroom, someone's going to protect their purse because they're walking past me. You know what I mean? That is the life of a black man. People do not understand what we deal with. Every, I mean, every single goddamn day. If you're too vocal at work, oh, hey, man, why are you mad? You seem a little bit angry. You okay? You know? So I'm, 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 I'm going to cut it short. But that, but that, 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 I'm going to cut my rant short. But that, that's what I'm saying. People will never know. Was that too much? Did I? No, that was, that was, that was right Not at all. Point, to be honest with you. Not at all. Okay. I mean, it's a harsh truth. I mean, and I think that's the problem. I know that's the problem. It's hard to judge when you don't have to deal with those problems. You know, I would love to be white for just one day, just so I don't have to deal with that problem. Just for one one day, I would love it to have that privilege. Would love it, not because I don't want to be black, but just to not have to mentally deal with it, what goes on with being not only a black person, but a black person in, in, in America, and then when you want, if you want to go a little bit deeper, a black person in America with the stigma of being from New Orleans, it, 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 it could just get frustrating to the point where sometimes you just feel like snapping. People just don't know how much they are saved from me snapping at work. 
We can roll back to Sandra Bland. See what I mean? That officer made sure he pissed her off. And and if you, if you remember the end of the Sandra Bland original arrest video, and folks out there, we'll get back to the, the subject at hand, but let, this, this requires a broader conversation. Um, if you remember, he was going to charge her with um, assault of an officer because she scratched while she was handcuffed. He was going to put her away for 10, 20 years for scratching back while he, while he, while he was riding her off-camera handcuffed. That's the reality that we live in. You know what I mean? They're always looking for a reason. And if they can't, if you don't give them a reason, they'll just make up a reason. It happens. It really happens. Perfect example. I was about maybe 15 or 16. I'm just minding my merry business on my way home from school. And it was one of those days where we didn't have to wear our uniform, so I'm dressed in regular clothes. I'm on the bus in New Orleans. On the way home, the bus is pulled over to the side, and they inspect the bus. Now, anybody that knows New Orleans knows that New Orleans is a predominantly black city. You know, we have a lot more black, black people in New Orleans. So they get on the bus, and they pulled me off the bus. And my first question is, why are you pulling me off the bus? Oh, you fit the description of someone. All right, what's the description? They couldn't give me the description. They told me, shut up. Don't worry about it. We're just going to search you. They pat me down. And in my mind, I'm like, am I about to go to jail? Because I look like somebody else that might have done something? Fortunately, they pat me down, and the officer was, like, aggressive with it. He was like, it's like he was looking for something, but he, they didn't find anything, and they said, all right, you can go about your business. No apology, just you can go about your business. I got on the bus. Luckily, my stop wasn't that far away from my house. I got off the stop. I went home, and to this day, I never really talked about it with my family because, to me, it was just – another day in New Orleans, unfortunately, because I see it all the time with people that lived in my neighborhood. Very simply, somebody, a police officer can come, ask you to get to the wall, and just pat you down because you fit the description. And they will look for a reason to take it to that next level, even if you don't give them one. I, you know, um, I, have, I have one of those, so I have many of those, so I have one quick one um, as well. Uh, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, my, my um, ex-girlfriend, um, the, the chick I was dating at the time, and she was in Stafford, and she worked at Burger King. So I, I, I pulled into Burger King, and I would, I would lay back and sleep you know, in my car, you know, and wait for her to get off, you know, because I just worked you know, probably like a nine, ten-hour day, and then I went drove down to Stafford, which is like probably 45 minutes away, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So, so I pull in. <laughs> I, I, same routine. I'm laid back in my car sleeping, and all of a sudden, a cop knocks on my window. I wake up alarmed because someone's banging on my window, and the cop jumps back, put his hands on, puts his hand on, on on his holster. Dude, you just woke me up. You know what I mean? So I sit up all alarmed, and he jumps back like it's go time. And he's like, "Let me see your hands." 
roll down the window. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, so I'm here to pick up my girlfriend. Well, someone just did a, uh, someone just spilled up and, and left, you know, the gas station over there. And I was following you, and you did an evasive maneuver into this parking lot. I said, officer, do you mean that left turn? Is that is that left turn and really an evasive maneuver? You know what I mean? I said, I said, call in, call in there. Like she's there. He made me show him. I had to show him my my, my where my gas was at. It was still low. I was like, I did not fill up over there. You know, ask him, call him right now, and ask him for my plate. You know, but that's one of those situations where him knocking on the window, which woke me up, made me. I sat up all alarm. He hopped back and had his hand on his holster. He could have plugged me. You know, like, but and, and again, that is the life of a black man, and people don't understand that. Anyway, so, whew, the Facebook Live video. Um, this this guy is a you know he has a permit for his gun. He tells the officer, "Hey, officer, I have a gun on me." The officer says, "Okay, cool." He goes, "I have a permit as well." And the officer says, hey, um, show me your license. The guy reaches for his license, and the officer says the whole, he's got a gun thing, and plugs him. Shoots him in, in the car with a child in the back seat and his girlfriend driving. America. Is that where we're at right now? Is that, is that it? Is this where we're at? No backing from the NRA. No backing from the Republican Party. No, no, no one, no one, no one um, asked for a deeper, and, and no backing, of course, from our, our horrific black leadership in America. You know, just some fluke, you know, another, another, another civil rights promise from the president, which is whatever. You know what I mean? But that's where we're at? Alex, Dolce, help me out here. Is that what it's come to? Apparently so, because it's it's obvious that any minority who anyone who is not white, I feel like they we are targeted, whether we like it or not, we are targeted. I mean, we obviously see um, just the the way that black men and women are treated um, as well as as Hispanics, the way that we have been treated, it's just like any, any, anyone. um, I feel like our two races are the ones that are most targeted out of the, out of all of the minorities in this country. I don't know if that makes me sound biased, um, or it just makes me a little bit, um, I don't know. I feel like any time that um, there is a target, especially with uh, black men, you guys are, you guys continue, you, 24-7 you have a target on your backs. And, and I'm, it's sad to say, but I feel like that is the truth. And I'm And I'm trying to understand and trying to figure out a way how we can, safely raise a black child um our, our black children um in in this in this day and age like it shouldn't be like this but unfortunately that's what we're dealing with 
and it's and it's 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 increasingly frustrating because like even when you do everything you're supposed to do you're still it doesn't matter it doesn't matter at all like i i can't even bring myself to try to understand why it is that way Kazaro? Um, it's like y'all said, um, and had, uh, Miss Reynolds had not hit Facebook live, we wouldn't have known what happened. No one would have believed what would happen. No one would have saw it. It would have been like shoved under a rug. The fact that she, um, she, 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 she hit Facebook live and, and, you know, kind of described the scene showed you know what was really going on and um that's what made this so big and it's sad it's sad that we have to go through facebook although it's that what she did was good because now the media show sees it but it said it had to go to that that was very you know there was no point of that there was no point of that at all you said you wanted to see his license so why are you shooting you know or whatever has you know what if he didn't say he isn't licensed carried a gun he would have gotten in trouble either way there's no bad you know there wasn't anything to get away everyone was saying well he shouldn't have gone for his license but they told him to so you know it, it, there's no excuse getting over this and that's why you know everyone is it, and, and and I am surprised that the NRI, well, members of the NRI are saying, are, are go tweeting NRI and saying, look, what, are you defending this person? What are we doing? Are you not going to say anything? You know, you're saying something to Dallas, you're not that, because it's, it's, it's a major problem. People are actually waking up. I don't know if it's helping, but there are people who are sitting here saying, this is wrong. You know, there's, there's, you know, this is wrong. Well, how do we fix this issue? But is it going to be fixed or is it just going to be floating away? You know, because we already see the overshadowing of the Dallas, um, the situation in Dallas, which is a separate thing all together. But now no one wants to talk about it. It, it, Well, thanks to everyone on Facebook that's still put on saying, had they not done that because of a certain situation in Dallas, which is weird in itself. So it's, it's just a never ending like I said before, it's a never-ending um, cycle. It's there, this, that, everyone's upset, and then a week later, something else, and people forget. Or people are like, well, this, well, that, and people are trying to excuse it. They're trying to say that he was in an armed robbery. But how is he in an armed robbery if he works with kids? Because they wouldn't have hired him. So it, it, it's... That's true. You know, they're, they're, yeah. That's you very know, true. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this... You know, I always see a bunch of excuses instead of getting down to what really happened. Where is his body cams? Where are the body cams in, in um, uh, what is that, Minnesota that it happened? Where are their body cams? You know, no one's brought that up. I, I'm, I'm assuming because they're, you know, that's not a law over there anymore. But now it should be, you know, because right now the Facebook just showed the police state of mind. You showed everybody else and it showed the police state of mind and he's looking back. And so there's there's no way that they're going to, well, there shouldn't be a way to, the, to, um, to excuse this. Well, it, it amazes me the lengths people go to 
to try to excuse this. Um, before I go in, go on, on my little mini rant, let me add on one of our TSOTS hosts, um, Ooch. You're on the line. Can you hear, hear us? Yeah, what's going on? All right, so let me go on my rant, and then I'll ask you to ask what's your thoughts on the past, past events. But it amazes me Ooh. the lengths people will go to to try to justify everything that happens when it comes to these type of situations. Like I said, you know, well, maybe he should have listened. Okay, he listened. Well, maybe he had probable – the police officer had probable cause to stop him. Well, the original story is that they, they stopped him for a taillight, but then it comes out in the, in the dispatch call that he just stopped them because they look like robbery suspects because of their wide nose. So, no, that's not true. Maybe he has a record, works for the school, doesn't have a record, minus some minor car stuff, which everyone has, everyone. Um, what else? He, he lied. His girlfriend lied about the permit. Well, he has a permit. It's been proven. Every single thing they've tried to dirty up this guy, dirty him, dirty up his image, has failed miserably. And they are still reaching, and will not say it's fucked up and it's wrong. We're not at, at this point. Is it so hard to at least just say it's wrong? That would at least be a step in the right direction. We can't even get people to admit that. The is wrong. It should have never happened. No, it's well. We got to see. We have to investigate. We're going to put them on on a leave, paid leave, and we'll, we'll check it out and we'll see. Why can't they just say that he fucked up? And, and you know what's my honest opinion, even though I don't think that you can shoot someone four times accidentally, but he panicked. For whatever reason, he panicked, and he shot him. It happens. Should it happen? No. But at least give us some BS like that. Don't just tell us, well, he's probably justified. We have to wait for facts. If I hear the word facts one more time from someone telling, talking about one of these incidents, I swear for Jesus I might reach through my phone to try to knock somebody out. Because I think there's enough information out there already to make a educated guess on what happened. I don't have to be a forensic scientist to put two and two together. It kills me every time. Uh, it's it's like clockwork, you know. As, as soon as a black man or no, a black person uh, gets abused or killed uh, by a police officer, they always look at the background and bring out whatever whatever infraction they did. It could have been thirty years ago, and they'll bring it up and they'll put them in this uh, light of they were um, in this negative light. And that's whether it's accurate or, accurate or not. And if it happened years ago and if, if this person uh, isn't like that anymore, it, it doesn't matter. Like, all they care about is making sure that whoever these police officers are um, – they are always covered and made sure that they look good, regardless of how wrong they are. All right. 
Um, I'm going to also bring up one, another one of our hosts for the side box. Chills, you're on the line. How you doing? Yeah, what's good, yeah. Nothing much. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Uch, and then we're going to come to you. What Uch, what are your thoughts on the last week that's happened so far? What are your thoughts? What was your thoughts when you first heard about the Baton Rouge shooting and then the Minnesota shooting? Just let it out. You want my honest first thought when I've seen it? You, 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 know, you don't have to ask that. Of course, video. Video. I didn't have to see the video. Like my first reaction when I seen the, the caption was like, "Damn, again!" And then when it happened to Philando Castillo, I was like, "Damn, again!" And it's like it took me out. It was like, how much? How many times does this have to happen before? there's really some reform put in place. Like, how? what do we have to do? Does it have to be somebody who's teaching Bible study and holding something behind them and executes them in front of Bible study class? Like, what has to happen for there actually to be, like, outrage? Like, how can you excuse I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Like, oh, we need all the facts. Like, what facts do you need? Like, the facts you need, you got one instance somebody was selling cigarettes, one instance somebody got pulled over for and proper lane changes or broken tail lights, somebody selling CDs. Like, like what, what, like, and, and you got one instance, somebody died in the back of a police vehicle, but no one killed him. He, he, he died, but no one's, no one's at fault. No one's negligent, and no one's at fault. And it's crazy. And the people who think that racism doesn't exist, it's crazy. It is, it, I don't care what black person, you can interview every black person in America. And every black person has at least seen one white person. But there are white people in this country that has never, ever seen a black person. And that, and that, and racism, all racism is, is perpetual ignorance. No one's ever born racist. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's drilled into your head your whole life. And, and some it's people are just ignorant. They just don't know, you know? And that, like, I come across these people all the time. And it's my, and I feel like it's my job to educate them. Well, no. This is what you don't know. I had people really ask me about fucking fried chicken. So I really asked them, like, don't you like fried chicken? He was like, yeah. I was like, right, because it's fucking delicious, right? He was like, well, yeah, all right, there you go. Who the fuck doesn't like fried chicken? <laughs> like, asking about, I'm serious, like, asking about watermelon and all of that shit. And I sat right there, and it was like a 30 to 45-minute conversation. I sat right there and educated him, like, well, no, that's not true. Well, no, this isn't true. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> he asked me about welfare. I was like, well, you know, like, there's more white people in welfare than black people, right? Like, well, I didn't know that. Well, that's because you get this drilled into your head, and you only learn what they teach you. And that's fine. If you don't go and go out there and research it yourself, that's on you. But it was my job to educate you. Like, it's it's hard. Like, I don't think – this is why I want people people who – like, white people specifically. And, and it's not your fault because you don't, you don't know. You know, so like it exists, Pre- like prejudice, all that stuff. It, it exists, like being a black man. Like I've been, you know, what I'm I've been like harassed, like most of my whole life. And I always like this most, like it pulled me over, asked me this and that. And I have family members who've been in the system, and they run my last name and ask me about these family members. It's like, damn, dude, like, nah, that's not me. Like I have no charges. <laughs> He's like, oh, you have any warrants? Like, no. If you look at my record, all you see is tickets, tickets for dumb shit, not even for speaking, for like. Not being a sign or just dumb shit. It was like I don't I don't break the law. I have three jobs. I don't have time for none of that foolishness. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and it's and it's crazy that it's I become conditioned. Like I already know. Like 
already know, I already assumed the position. Like, I already know what to do. Like, I already know, I already know what they're going to ask me and all that. And it's crazy. I'm like, oh, shit, let me go ahead and get this ready. Like, any time when you have to put your credentials on the dashboard before the police even get out of the car, that's bad. You know what I'm saying? Anytime you have to fear for your life of people who are supposed to protect and serve, that's bad. And we're still not talking about the kid who was found in a wrestling match in school that really nobody knows what happened. It's just sad when people in the in, in positions of authority, you know what I'm saying, aren't aren't held liable for being negligent. And it's sad, like it, it's hard it's hard having like I have nephews out here and it's hard for them to be out here and you know what I'm saying, what if an officer has a bad day? You know what I'm saying, he might take that out on him. We won't know. You know what I'm saying? We want to fight out to the next day. And it's like, if it, if you're not scared as a black man in America, then you're crazy. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on one thing before we go get the chills. I think we need to stop saying that people don't know. There's a video on Facebook where, I, forget, I don't know who the professor's name is, but she asks, asks an audience of predominantly white people that if who, who would love to trade places and pretty much experience what us as black people experience daily, and if they would, stand up. Nobody stands up. She tells them, you must have not understood the instructions. If you, if you would like to deal with what black people deal with on a daily basis, stand up. No one still stands up. People are aware what goes on in our society, but they put their blinders on. Willing. No, I'm not speaking to people that don't know. I'm speaking of people who are just ignorantly racist, and they're just trained like that from their parents, and they were trained by their parents. They're trained by their parents. They're trained by their parents. Like people in the backwoods, people who don't know, people who haven't had it, never come in contact with black people. Only but few. Only for what they know on TV. Like, oh man, shit, black people really act like that. People who watch, why do you watch BET? Oh, maybe watch Martin or some stereotypical black show. Think black people really act like that? Like all black people, like a black person didn't build DC. True, it's very true. Chills. What are your thoughts about the goings on from this past week? Okay, uh, where do I begin? First of all, I want to say they do know. They know. It's the fact that. They try to deny it because it doesn't affect them. Honestly, when I, uh, Tuesday, I saw what happened in Bells and Rouge, I'm like, oh, wow. Then I saw what happened in Minnesota. I was just like, I, I was disgusted. I didn't even want to say on Facebook. Honestly, it's 2016 and nothing has really changed. I mean, the year, the time, the technology, all that has changed, but white on black violence and police brutality against black hasn't changed. Honestly, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm afraid to have kids. Then I got after be a father and try to convince my kids, no, oh, no, it's okay. You'll be fine. You don't have to worry about being shot at by the police or being pulled over. I mean, I have stories of being pulled over by the police, coming home from work at 2 a.m. They pulled me over because they told me I fit 
I actually fit a description of someone that got killed last night. Honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out when will the police be accountable for this? I mean, I've, I've seen this meme for the past two years about if you fight, it was a police. I mean, it was pretty much a stick figure drawing with the right and wrong way. If you don't, if you listen to the police, you won't get shot. But if you try to fight them or resist arrest, this and the other, bam, you're dead. But even if you resist arrest against a person who is not armed, does that still give you the right to shoot? But, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, we saw that if you listen to the police, you still get shot. So it's deeper than just doing the right thing. That's the part that white people won't admit to. And they kill me how they try to flip the whole black lives matter. They came out with all lives matter. We know all lives matter. We never said that they didn't. We never said only Black Lives Matter. But here's, the thing, here's another thing that bothers me, bothers me with that. They, yeah, they came out with All Lives Matter as a as to be opposed to Black Lives Matter, but let's really look at it. All lives really don't matter to them. I'm just being realistic. I mean, we've been called monkeys and gorillas for years from white people. But a monkey gets shot in the zoo, what, last month? And they were so sympathetic towards that monkey. They showed more emotion towards the monkey, gorilla, than they would to what's going on in the black community. At this point, cops need to be held accountable for shit like this. Because apparently they're doing the right thing. Can't save you from getting shot. All right, so we we keep throwing out the word accountability. So let's have this discussion. How do we get the ball rolling, or is there a way we can even get the ball rolling on making police officers accountable? GOP. Um. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 want, I, want, I want to be real here. Um, hello, everyone. I'm back. Uh, I want to be real here, folks. It's never, ever, ever, never going to happen. It may happen in certain places in the United States, but in general, overall, it's never, ever going to happen. What, what's going to happen is we have to teach our, our youth to figure a way around getting into fights and getting ourselves in trouble. Um, the, and, and, and there will be those cases where we say, hey, officer, I have a permit, I have a gun, I'm just letting you know, no problem, love you to death, and you still end up shot. It's, it's, it's still going to happen. <laughs> um, what, I, what, I, what I want to push for strongly, especially with, with, with the black youth and the black culture, as a helicopter goes over, you know, thank God I'm inside, um, I want to push for the black culture and the black youth to understand that, yes, it is unfair. 
Yes, it is unfair that you will always be the subject. You will always be the person accused of wrongdoing. Yes, it sucks. It's not right. Freedom is not free, and peace does not come easy. What you have to do is understand your role and how and what you bring to the table. And if you don't bring in anything to the table, uh, search around and ask yourself what you can bring to the table. There has to be something. We all have a role in this. You know what I mean? I've gone from when I was younger, I was super pro-black, wore my African neck, this Malcolm X shirt, and ripped jeans, and for some weird reason, I was with a white chick. Um, but at the same time, it was really weird. Yeah, um, that, that, that really. It, it happened. I'll be honest. Um, but, like, in this day and age, you have to drive awareness. And maybe driving awareness is that share of that video. You know, maybe driving awareness is your opinion. Maybe driving awareness is talking to somebody and spreading some knowledge. But every single person of color has a role in this fight. You know what I mean? And, and it's not a fight like we're fighting the police. Absolutely not. Because I, I guarantee you, everyone on this call, everyone listening knows great cops. I have several in my family. You know what I mean? I, great cops are out there. But at the end of the day, the overall structure of, the, of law enforcement and how they interact with communities, uh, communities of color in the United States has to change. Do you know that, goddamn, I believe Bermuda or Barbados has a travel advisory to the United States where they tell people of color how to act if they come across the cops? It's Bahamas. It's real. Folks, Google it, look it up right now, right now, at this very second, while we're doing the show, there is a goddamn travel advisory to the United States for people of color, especially young colored men. Yeah, I've seen that. So they say, do not resist. Cooperate. Keep your hands out of your pocket. Obey the officer. People are being told overseas how to react to our police officers. That's a goddamn problem. That's sad. It's almost, it's almost an international crisis what's going on in the United States. So that's where I'm at. I don't know if that was an answer, but I'm here. No, it was a good answer. It was a good answer. Um, let's go to Dulce. Is do you feel like there's a way to hold police officers accountable? Um, I think uh, I'm going to reference a, a video that I shared in, um, I believe I shared it in the TSOTS Reductions group. Not, uh, it's, It didn't share it in the fan page. It, it was in the group. Uh, where the uh, representative, the Democratic representative, representative for Illinois, um, he was asking for uh, he was asking the speaker for help because the pol- police brutality has gotten so bad. And I think probably one of the things that we can do is um, reach out to our state representatives and ask for action so this can actually go to a higher power above the local police force. Let it come down from the federal, uh, you know, the, the, from, from the head in the federal courts and stuff because this is completely outrageous and it's so out of control 
and this is only for what we've seen. Like all of this, I know isn't new. Like the what what makes it new is that we actually have camera phones now, and things are so easy. It's easier to actually uh, capture this and and share it on social media and post it on social media, which now has made it more uh, public and it's it's now newsworthy because it's we are able to actually share this. Um, but it is it has to stop. It has got to stop. All of this all of this brutal, police brutality towards black men and women, Hispanic men and women, all of these minorities that have suffered um, police brutality, it's outrageous and it's completely out of control and they have to be held accountable. And it has to to come down from a higher power and and there has to be a better way. Because it's my understanding that resisting arrest, uh, it's, uh, isn't it like a misdemeanor? I could be wrong, but I know it's not it's not it's not something that's punishable by death. It's just something that you you can get um you know a uh you would have to go to court to for obviously, but it is not something that you're going to that you should be point blank executed because you're quote unquote resisting arrest. It's 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 not okay. It is not okay in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Like this, it's crazy. Okay. Um, to answer your question, it depends on the severity of how you're resisting arrest. It could be a felony. It could be a misdemeanor. So it really just depends. But okay. Katara, do you feel there's yeah. a way to hold police officers accountable? Um. Yes and no. Uh, the system that was set up, so, you know, that already started, uh, it, it's so systematic and oppressive, and it's going back to, I believe, its origins were catching slaves or doing this or doing that. It was always giving minorities, especially blacks, a hard time. So it's hard to break that structure because it's so embedded in our culture that we, people don't even notice that they're doing that. But at the end of the at the same time, it has to, you know, it's, it's not going to get, it's going to get worse. People are going to retaliate and then people, you know, it's not going to get any better. So I, I believe that, you know, multiple things that we're doing, letting her, like, like Julie said, you know, um, educating and helping our youth as, as one part. Other, like um, Dulce said, uh, talking, you know, getting, getting, voting in these representatives that's supposed to be helping, that's another. I, I, I believe that us individually we can do stuff. We can boycott a system that's not helping us. And, and I probably posted that on my page where I think the mall was boycotted on Saturday because that was like the National Boycott Day or whatever. Stuff like that on a regular basis or just making that a little change at a time. Not, you know, not all of a sudden because, you know, it's hard, but doing that little, little by little with the boycotting is going to help because now we're not putting our money where that system that supports it and they're going to be like, well, what is going on? Uh, I believe Christmas last year, uh, 15% sales were down. Part of that was because of boycotting. They like to say, well, because it's the Internet. No, it's not the Internet. People boycotted a lot. 
you know, I know, I know a whole bunch of, you know, I know I, I think I bought all my gifts or whatever from either small businesses or black-owned businesses, and that was that. You know, so there's things that we can do. There's things we can always, you know, let other people aware of what's going on. But if we're going to have to, we're going to have to build our community. We're going to have to start supporting more in our community. You know, now don't get me wrong. We always have, we know these businesses, these shady businesses that come up. I'm not talking about supporting them, but supporting the businesses that are here, that these small businesses, black-owned, minority-owned, support them. Or support whoever support, like Killer Mike said, I think he said, you know, support somebody that supports you. You know, that shop owner for the guy, Alton, I forgot his name, who got who was shot, and they swear he has a gun selling CDs. That shop owner said he didn't have a gun. There was no, He was doing what he said every day. You know, support that or support somebody that you know that's helping out in the community. That's the only way we're going to see more of a change because they're going to be like, well, why aren't they buying from us? And then we'll, uh, we'll explain it to them. But definitely it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to – it's not going to be a short term. This has to be long term, long term. It's not, you're not going to see results overnight. You have to keep continuing doing what you're doing and not giving up. You know, that, that's how I see we're going to be solving this problem. All right. Ooch, do you feel like there's a way to fix the accountability issue when it comes to police officers? Yeah, as soon as we get our reparations, as soon as they figure out who really killed Martin Luther King, um, as soon as they tell us that aliens are real, um, as soon as they prove global warming is real, uh, what else? I miss a lot of stuff that's going to happen before that happens. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, like it, I, I'm glad there's more awareness to it. Um, it we, but we have to do more than just post on Facebook and share on Instagram. Um, actually, as a call to action, start writing letters to your congressman or, or to the uh, to the police department. Start, you know what I'm saying, just like supporting black-owned businesses. Um, start putting forth the answer. It's gonna be just more than just talking about it. Um, but I, I feel like that's gonna be just like, like I got flack for telling people I didn't celebrate Fourth uh, of July. I was like, shit. By that time, we were still slaves. I mean, what's the point? I mean, I just feel like it's, it, it, it'll happen, but it'll be a very, very, very slow process. All because it, I mean, I just think the system ain't for us. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as we uh we just gotta just uh arm ourselves with knowledge, you know what I'm saying, and and and, and defend the way our, defend ourselves the best way we know how. Um pull our money out, out of, you know what I'm saying, out, out of businesses that don't support black people and or people of minority and put it more into those programs or those grocery stores or those black owned banks. And and people say they don't exist, but they exist. You just gotta do your research. Stop buying two hundred dollars shoes, or, or you know what I'm saying. Stop supporting people who don't outwardly, you know what I'm saying, come out against injustices in our society. I mean, it's ways to do it. I mean, but we have to, we as regular citizens, as as you know, lower to low middle class peoples, have to come together and, and you know what I'm saying, and start and start keeping holding ourselves accountable. All right. Chills. 
Same question. Uh, honestly, I think it starts, it starts with us. I mean, I want to uh, take you back off of what Hooch said. I mean, we need to support we need to support everything that we do. I mean, businesses, et cetera, we shouldn't wait till something happens for us to want to get our work in Like, right now, we're, we're all talking about it, but now we need to officially really do something. Instead of waiting for other people to stand up and be leaders, we need to, we're in a we're in a generation where we have to be our own leaders now. And everything that's happened in the past few years is proof of that. I mean, it's possible to us. You wanna change, we gotta make it happen. Okay. So before we close out, there is one thing I want to talk talk about, and that's of course the somewhat bigger conversation that's going on with the Dallas shootings of the of the cops. How are you feeling with some people's reaction to the the shooting of the cops? Um, let's start with GOP on this one. Um, you know, uh, I I I want to stay and and walk the straight line and and answer the question. Um, the, the question is, how do we feel about the, the media reaction? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The media is doing its best to say, hey, everyone, this is why you need police officers. This is why we should protect these police officers. I got into an argument in the same group you mentioned. By the way, thanks for the uh, promotional uh, mention, uh, poetry, in the PFF, in my political group, uh, you know, where someone said, well, you know, they're a cop shot. I expect them, I expect you to have the same outrage that these other two gentlemen did when, when they were killed. And I said, of course, I can have the same outrage. But at the end of the day, the police officers would be completely honored by the state, the county, the country, the media, where these unarmed black men or these black men that were armed and had a right to carry were, were assaulted you know, and killed. And they won't get those honors. You know, so, yes, I can chew bubble gum and walk at the same time, and, and, and have a, um, uh, you know, uh, an, an opinion that stays in the middle. But what I can't do is allow you to play this game of compare and contrast with the death of a police officer versus, you know, a man who was rolling his right and he sat there and died in front of a child. And you heard on the Facebook Live video where the child had to comfort, comfort that, you know, the mother of that child and say, Mom's going to be okay. There's a dead man involved. You know what I mean? Um, no matter what, no matter what, there will never, ever be accountability for the police. They, you know, and again, I, I, I'm not, I never, I make sure um, that I never attack the police. Again, because we all have great friends and family and people that we know that are great police officers. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that this is a, ridiculous and hard subject to deal with in our community. And being when those flashing lights come on, you don't know, especially as a black man, you don't know if you're going to survive the conflict. You don't know. You can do all the right things and say all the right things and smile and shut and jive and, and have your license ready to go and have your music turned down, 
not have a cigarette because if you have a cigarette, you end up being hung in jail. You know, um, hashtag Sandra Bland, hashtag Sarah Nane. You know, but no matter what, when those lights come on, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, um, um, Katara Spot on Two Radio Network did a show, but I believe his name was Laquan McDonald. He broke down on the side of the highway. Totally clean. His van broke down. Still ended up dead. It can happen to any one of us any given second, any given moment, and we wake up every day living with that reality. I, I apologize that you don't, but I wish, I wish, you know, you to the masses out there understood what it means to be a black male in America. I wish people understood it. It is such, it, it is scary. It is mentally straining. And it is damn near, it is damn near socially torture. You know what I mean? So that, 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 that's my closing thought. You don't know what it's like. And I really wish you did. And that's why nobody said, I actually place with a black person in a minute in that room. Nobody would. Who the hell would? Honestly, if I wasn't black, I would want to say places with a black person. We're always under scrutiny. Always. Molly Cyrus can twerk. And it's an art form. And, 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 and it's in history. And, and CNN does twerking specials, hour and a half long twerking specials. Your average black woman can twerk in a video. And she's a whore. She's a video vixen. She's disgusting. Can she do something else besides shake her ass? That is the umbrella that we live under. Thank you. This is Black GOP. And that's my no closing thoughts. All right. Um, I actually want to get someone from True Radio Network. He's been on the line, but now he's, he did, said he wanted to chime in. So, Hurt, you're on the line. Go ahead and jump in. Hey, hey thank, thanks for getting me on. And um, I'll make this quick because I know you're about to close out. Um, this whole thing, I, when it first went down, I was really upset about it. I was upset about the killings and, you know, as as, as anybody would. And then when I saw the Dallas shootings, I got even more upset because, as I was telling by GOP, once the Dallas shootings happened, anybody who didn't want to talk about the Minnesota shooting or the Baton Rouge shooting didn't have to. And that's what you saw. Uh, all of my All Lives Matter people on Facebook, All Lives Matter over Black Lives Matter, they were very, very quiet, very quiet after those two shootings. Um, and, you know, you see the situation in Minnesota, which is also disturbing, because they're doing what I call circling the wagons after the fact. It's like, like you said earlier, Poetry, they're looking for reasons to dirty this guy up, talk about the permit or the light, or now they're just saying general statements like, well, there are more facts that people don't know about this case, and we're sure when they come to light, you know, well, what are they? Put them out there. Because right now, I have to take Miss Diamond's word for it. And let me be honest, um, who's to say whether she's exaggerating or not? All I can do is take her for face value because on the other side, all I'm getting is, oh, no, there's more to the story. 
but I'm not getting anything to back that up. I'm not getting any reports. I'm not getting any pictures. I'm not getting a dash cam. I'm not getting a body camera. All I see is a guy with a seatbelt on, with a bullet in his chest, and a four-year-old in the back seat. That's all I see. So I'm, I'm looking for this holy grail of evidence that Minnesota is supposed to be bringing up. But back to the Dallas shooting. Once the Dallas shooting happened, all my All Lives Matter people who were so quiet everywhere, all of a sudden they're out. Oh, Blue Lives Matter. And, and I, even Fox News, Fox News especially, I said I wanted to see how Bill O'Reilly was going to handle the shooting because I felt like he was fair with the Eric Gardner case. So I wanted to see what he was going to say about these cases. Never had to talk about it. Because once Dallas happened, Fox was live. They talked about Dallas. Now, I'm flipping through the channels as this was happening. CNN shooting in Dallas, and the protest was in response to young men being killed in Minnesota, and that was only days, that was only like the same day as someone got killed in Baton Rouge. You go to NBC, ABC, CBS, the same thing. They go to Dallas, they go to Minnesota, back to Dallas, Baton Rouge, back to Dallas, and they're going around. You get the Fox News and some of these other outlets and a lot of people on Facebook, it's, yo, these cops got gunned down. There's no reason for it. They were protecting people at a protest, and he shot them down. No mention of Minnesota, no mention of Baton Rouge. And that was the biggest problem I had with the Dallas shooting, was that it took the eye off the ball. And then you even started seeing some people say things along the lines of, well, this is why people get killed, because there's just no way to attach it. Um... What I think we are missing in our communities is real, genuine leadership. Not a Jesse Jackson photo op, not an Al Sharpton soundbite. Genuine leadership. And I'm happy to see it, and it disturbs me at the same time, that the only real leadership that I've been seeing from the black community are rappers. I see Snoop and Game sitting down with police officers in L.A., trying to, to, to get ties between gangs and the police repaired. That's a start. I see T.I. marching with people in Atlanta. That's a start. I see people who are talking about boycotting Target and boycotting Coca-Cola for 30 days at a time to send a message and they're organizing boycotts. That's, that's what we need. Outrage and people saying what you should or should be angry at isn't going to help. More rhetoric is it going to help? We need leadership. And until we get leadership, this stuff's going to keep happening. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep getting mad about it. It's going to keep going away, and the cycle's going to keep repeating. That's all I really have to say about it. All right, Hurt. Definitely glad this we all came on and dropped it, dropped it like that. No. Um, Duce, your thoughts? <sighs> Uh, I am just hoping that we can all come together and just really, as Americans, find ways, whether we're writing to our um, congressmen or women, uh, reaching out to the political representatives, trying to do something to make a change. Because if we don't work together, our voices aren't going to be heard. We, ha- we have to work as a team and, and, and find 
um, like Hurt was saying, uh, good leaders and establish a good leadership for this. Um, it's just it's gonna it's gonna take time. It's gonna take a lot of effort, and unless we are actually committed to actually looking and finding a change or working towards it, it's not going to happen. We have to stand firm and we have to stand together. We have to come together uh, regardless of our own races, look past that and actually come together and do something about it to tr- to establish a change. All right. I mean, I, I just want everybody to stay focused on on what what needs to be changed. Don't let the next next big story take your mind off what's wrong with the system. Like, and it's not just it's not just minorities. Like, this is happening to it's happening to white people as well. We just need. Like there needs to be reform And there needs to be accountability Like and that happens with Like you can go to your uh, To the local police stations And it starts there And every person needs to take just I mean just walk around And, and talk to your neighbors and, and you know what I'm saying Just organize and, and do better And you know what I'm saying There's, there's ways to go about it and, and ways to make change Even if it's only a small change Change is change It starts somewhere It can't be Change never happens all at once you know what I'm saying? It starts somewhere. And then I'm not, like, I never said there were bad cops. I know, actually, great cops are getting a job. Working security, I met a few. I still know a few. And I still, you know what I'm saying? They, and I still talk to them here and there. And then they're great at their jobs. And it's it's sad that you have a few bad apples that spoil the whole for the whole bunch. But, um, like, you just, in a situation like this, if I was still working security, I would bring this up to them. And, like, if I actually talked about stuff like this and how, it's viewed differently between, you know what I'm saying, minorities and, and, and white people. And it's funny, I was talking the other day about, um, like, how the swimmer and um, the Stanford swimmer, how, it's funny how things are portrayed in the media. The Stanford swimmer, you know, he got uh, convicted of rape. And it's funny how how they portrayed him. And basically, when you see stories of him, you see the yearbook photo, he's smiling, you know, look like a just a reasonable young man. And when they show you stories of people getting killed by the police officers for no reason at all, they always go back, well, like, this person had the checkered pass, and, and, and this person, he had all these charges and all that. Yeah, that's fine, but what did he do now? People change. What did he do now? And I just think that it's our job. Like we have to say, we it's our job to hold these people accountable. All right, Katara. It, it, it's like what everybody else says. Um, it's funny how you brought up uh, the Stanford swimmer because I just remember that that his, uh, you know, his lack of sentencing is all a part of white supremacy. And that, you know, and, and I'm bringing that up because that's what the major problem that's go, that's the underlying issue. The issue is too much stuff is on plate. That, that part, everyone's like, well, that's not why she's screaming because that was the part the victim was like, yes, it is. Because they, just like it, they allow it to happen, it's going to happen in your own neighborhood. 
You know, it's, and, and, and that's what it is. It's, it's, it's time to stamp that out and say this is what's going on. This is the problem. We need, like everyone said, come together and figure this out. Figure this out. Don't sit and don't sit and, and ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Don't ignore it. Don't sit and overshadow and say, well, this is why we need police officers. And, and you know, God bless their families that, you know, that, that, that have to deal with that. But at the end of the day, that's their job. They knew that that could happen. Whereas us or my son or, or any one of y'all on there, I don't expect when he goes to school and comes up, I expect him home. I don't expect him getting shot because he's wearing a hoodie. You know, I don't expect that. So they can't, it's like everybody's saying, you cannot make comparisons because they, those families expected them to come home. They're what? You know, they're, they're out on a family in Minnesota. They're out on a family, they're out doing a family thing. They're expected to come home alive. You know what I'm saying? They're not. That's not part of their job. That part of their job is not to sit hat and have a big target. So that we need to, you know, people need to do what what I was saying before and everybody else was saying before, and people need to recognize what the real problem is, and that's what it is. And there's no excuse for it. There's none. There's no excuse. You can't sit there and say, well, no, it's no. it is that because it's been in this country for way too long, and people are tired of it, you know, and people are going to sit here like that lone wolf shooter because that's what he was because he wasn't part of the Black Lives Matter. They're going to sit there, and he's going to sit, and they're going to get upset. They're going to get pissed off. And being a psychology major, he probably, you know what I'm saying, is upset because he's doing all this for his country, yet he's still getting treated like crap. You know what I'm saying? That's probably part of it. And, 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 you know, no one wants to do that. No one wants to be – everyone wants to feel like they are above, like they belong, not treated like crap for no reason at all, even though he's the one who fought for his country. He's the one who's getting trained to do all that, yet they're still – you know what I'm saying? And that's just my, my – my, my, one of my hypotheses of what, why he did what he did, you know. But that's part of the problem. I'm not blaming, I'm not saying that's the, you know, that's his, the reason why he did it. I'm not saying that's all of it, but I bet you that's part of it. And, now that's, and that's a problem. It's a problem when we do what every other American citizen do, but we still get treated like a second-class citizen. And, you know, that's not going to end until we recognize, people recognize what's going on and attempt to put a stop to it. All right. Chills. <clears throat> wow. Um, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna say yeah, we gotta do more than just wait till something happens. <sighs> we need to be our own leaders. I mean we do need new leaders but at the same time we gotta be our own as well. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at this, and then we're going to shut it down. We've been a community of – and this is going to probably piss some people off, but it is what it is. We've been a community of accepting this, that this is just the way it's going to be. And at some point, you have to start saying it doesn't have to be like this. And we don't need to – Start forcing people to do what we need them to do. We don't, because let's be honest, our government is corrupt, our Congress is corrupt. You know, police officers don't give a fuck. 
the 90% of white society don't give a fuck. So if they don't give a fuck, it's a trickle-down effect. And I think us as a community, we're starting not to give a fuck until stuff like this happens. And if we started to actually care before it got to this point, maybe, just maybe, we wouldn't have to worry about all this. We need to come together. We need to have some real leaders, like like her said, not the Jesse Jacksons, not the L. Sharptons, not people that are looking for TV time, photo ops, book sales, things of that nature. We need real leaders in the community standing up for what's right and trying to get us together because we can't stand tall if we're not together. Because if you look at every other community, no matter what it is, who it is, when stuff like that goes down in their community, they're together. We're the only community where we are fighting ourselves when stuff when we should be together. The only community. And it starts there. Some of the stuff that people suggested, black supporting black businesses, black products, you know, that's a good way to do it to start, but we need to continue. And we have to be a proactive community as, as opposed to a reactive community. Stop reacting to every, all of these things and start, start being proactive on how we can fix this. Until we're proactive instead of reactive, this cycle will continue to go. And quite frankly, I'm tired of it. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, period. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank everybody from our True Radio family for coming through. Check them out tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for part two of this. I'll be over there, of course. I'm not sure who else is going to be on, but I'll definitely be over. And just definitely stay safe out here, everybody. That's the most important thing I can say. And I'm going to close out on a soundbite that was provided for us by one of our TSOTS family, DJ Black Bleeder, on the wife of Elton Sterling speaking. And everybody have a great night. Good night. Alton Sterling, regardless if you knew him or not, he is not what the mass media is making him out to be. This is a play to try, and I do the image of a man who simply tries to earn a living to take care of his children. With that being said, the individuals involved in his murder took away a man with children who depended upon their daddy on a daily basis. My son is not the youngest. He is the oldest of his siblings.
He is 15 years old. <laughs> he had to watch this. And this was put all over the outlet. And that's be shown. his children. 